Last time on Aging Otakus, Kenshin Himura goes into exile with the chick who he killed his uh, husband, and now they're farming, and um, they're just chilling and selling medicine to people, and uh, I don't know. Hey everybody, welcome to Aging Otakus, the retro anime podcast. I'm uh, Jorge, and my co-host Eric is uh, here with me as well. And uh, Eric, how are you uh, How are you doing this week? Jorge, it's fucking hot. It's <laughs> 84 <laughs> degrees in my house. Oh. I've got no AC on right now. For you the, and the listeners, I'm fucking just sweating like a, like a, you know the, you know the saying. I'm sweating, I'm sweating. I popped a molly, I'm sweating. He is, he is, uh... Yeah, he is. He's very sweaty. I am very sweaty. This is a. Um, are we are we in the middle of the heat dome yet? Is that is that oh, God. to come? Because I, I Nevada. Yeah, Nevada is a heat dome. The yeah, world is a heat dome. I would. I don't I, know. I'll take the Thunderdome over this. Can we just go beyond Thunderdome, please? <laughs> Can we just get beyond Thunderdome? Well, that's just mad, Max. <laughs> oh God! <sighs> All right, this this is this section is over. <laughs> We're just pulling the plug on this. Um, I, I'm delirious. <laughs> the man needs his water. What? Um, anything? Anything new? Uh, you've been you've been in anything new this week? You've been watching anything? Doing anything? Have I've? Uh, I mean, you know me. I'm I'm the I'm the YouTube guy. So I'm constantly watching new things on YouTube. I think the other night we talked about something. Um that I kind of wanted to cover and I don't remember what it is because I I got drunk that night uh with you um, yeah so I don't know you want to you go into yours while I look up the the funny joke I'm going to make up for uh this once I I kind of bring this back around yeah I mean we're we're, we're giving our, our fans the old the, the the teaser right now and then we're mm-hmm. going to you know the payoff will Surely, <clears throat> surely be worth it, Eric. Surely be worth it. I, I, I'm not making any of those kind of promises. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I um, you know, not, not, not much crazy exciting that I've been, I've been uh, um, watching or consuming lately. I've been, I've been just, you know, like working and, and stuff. But I, I do, uh, I do have some like fun news to share that uh, is, is relevant to our and our listeners' interests. Um, mm-hmm bit of a gaming slash anime news uh, my favorite gaming franchise which i've i've name dropped many times before super robot wars is getting its first um its first release in the west of a of a game that has actual anime characters in it they've done uh-huh. one before with like original characters um that are that are cool if you're you know if you're already a fan of the series but um the uh, the first super robot wars game with like you know Gundam and um, you know a bunch of other you know Mazinger and like a bunch of other anime series is uh, coming out in the West. It just um, it just listed on Steam for pre-order, so mm-hmm. pretty um, pretty big, pretty cool. Um, That's exciting. It's it's been kind of a crazy well a crazy year, a couple of months for anime licensing because I feel I feel like you know what uh, Macross kind of that was uh, they unraveled all that a, a while that was back a weird right? get. yeah like the macross mm. had i guess it had switched hands from licensing but it's still gonna be co-licensed i think where it's still in the uh in the hands of the company that kind of made the original macross dub in the u.s uh but they're still kind of giving it the uh you know the ability to put stuff out from the actual japanese license or correct? yeah Yes. Yes. So yeah, okay. they and, and they had a website up like the day of that announcement and everything. They're going to release a bunch of the old, uh, the old Macross series and all that. So it's kind of cool, you know, for for our, you know, we love we love our uh, our old anime on this retro anime podcast, and um, we hate new yeah. things. Old we, old. It's just old men yelling at clouds. We just cloud strife. Things, <laughs> things. Old things comfort us and remind us of our youth. So we um, fear change. <laughs> so yeah you know i i used to be with it and then they changed what it was now what's it scares and confuses me i'm i'm gonna keep rocking forever forever it'll happen to you (laughs) 
Uh, that's great. That, that's good to hear. I mean, yeah, I know that you love that fucking video game series. And um, is there any kind of Macross series that if, you know, if we were going to cover one or if you had a friend who was like, I'd never seen Macross. So is there one that you would kind of point them in a direction of? I, I mean, other than the the original, uh, which would which would definitely be my, my first pick. Um, and mm-hmm. I think just context wise, it's like essential. Um, Macross 7, I've I've only, only seen a little bits of it and I've I've absorbed a lot of it just through memes and whatnot but macross 7 is you know like what i've seen is awesome (laughs) yeah the the youtuber uh red bard has a um a sort of a breakdown of that that series and they talk they talk about how just kind of absurd the whole premise is of that where it's it's just a guy with a mech who's like a pacifist but he's also like the world's biggest rock star and he uses like rock to stop people from fighting and it like works like 80 percent of the time (laughs) that's a pretty good hit rate that's, I mean, yeah, that, there's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got, I've got my joke ready. Are you ready for it? I am okay. ready. So, okay, so ask me, Jorge, say, uh, Eric, what have you been getting into this week? Eric, what have you been getting into this week? Well, Jorge, have you tried the expanded free trial of the critically acclaimed MMORPG uh, Final Fantasy XIV? You can play through the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heavensward expansion up to level 60 for free with no restrictions on playtime. That's my joke. It, I'm just reading a copy pasta. <laughs> oh yes, I have tried the trial. Yeah, so that's that's. I mean, aside uh-huh. from yeah, I'm a sh- I'm gonna shill for Yoshi P and the the good folks at Square Enix Business Development Team Three or whatever the fuck they're called. Saying their name in English, oh disappointment. Yeah, um, my. A bunch of my buddies kind of started playing Final Fantasy XIV again, and I, I had been playing sort of on and off since uh, the ARR, the Avram Reborn um, relaunch, essentially, of it. I um, I played it a little bit at launch, uh, I think, because I, I, at, at the time I was sort of like in MMO, like a craze where I was just like, I need to play anything that's not WoW. So I played like ESO when that first came out for the beta, uh, Fantasy Star Online, or Fantasy Star Online 2, PSO2, yeah. Um, and then so I started playing Final Fantasy XIV when that first came out, and it was dog shit. It's, it was literally unplayable. Um, but yeah, ever since A Realm Reborn, uh, the team really kind of just turned the whole game around, and now um, it's weird because in the, the sort of life cycle of the expansion that's the most recent one, which is Shadowbringers... Um, it is sort of at the end of the, the development cycle, like uh, Endwalker, which is the next one, will be out in November. So we're kind of in like a, a content um, lull right now. And it's just strange that during this, like uh, Final Fantasy XIV is having like some of like the biggest numbers it's ever had. Um, mostly, in, mostly due to the fact that, um, you know, Activision Blizzard is a, is a, just a dumpster fire right now. The worst. Yeah, and they've been a dumpster fire for maybe about ten years. Um, Please but follow also, that story if if you haven't. It's... Yeah, it's it's pretty shitty, and it's pretty much exactly what you'd expect from a, a tech company, as well as like even more gruesome things. So, yeah, the folks at Activision Blizzard have never really been good, but it, this kind of just shows like it's very toxic over there. Um, but yeah, di- digressing from that. Um, the like the biggest WoW streamer in the world, uh, a guy named Asmongold, has kind of made the official uh, jump to Final Fantasy fourteen, and he brought you know huge numbers with him. It like literally overnight, I think it kind of overtook WoW in like Google searches. And at Damn. one point, yeah, yeah, it's nuts. At, at one point, like Square Enix had to stop selling keys to the game, and you couldn't even make like new characters on certain servers. I saw, I um, saw that. I saw something yeah. about that. That was that was the night or like around the night that um some I, I don't know, some random person had a sign on uh All Elite Wrestling that week in the audience to like hey, try the free trial. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's escaped into the real world. This Oh, uh, <laughs> I, if you want to call AEW's fans the real world, it's it's very <laughs> it's much I think that AEW's <laughs> fans are just an extension of uh, an online presence. Like, it's, a, it's, it's a very, yeah, yeah, it's a very slim Venn diagram. Yeah, but no, no, I, I mean, I, I love that. I know that they've been kind of, um, that's sort of become like a running trend at AEW shows, like just random like video game 
things like you'll see people with signs that say like kingdom hearts sucks and stuff like that. <laughs> yep yep which is great i support that because kingdom hearts kind of sucks but you know that's that's my opinion you're gonna have a black chocobo showing up at your house now hey my guy uh in final fantasy 14 i already got a black chocobo <laughs> but yeah no that's that's kind of how i've been spending a lot of my time uh playing final fantasy 14 again and kind of just trying to get my bearings back after kind of like a long um you know a long break away from it um you know i it's it's probably the best mmo on the market it's kind of i think i feel like it's been the best mmo on the market for you know maybe about four or five years um so if you haven't played it you know definitely give it a try i know you've i've i've been harping on you about it um yeah man i i love that game it's great i'm going through right now the um the eden the eden series of raiding uh it's or raids they're sort of like trials it's like a big boss individual boss fights and Mm. the the eden series and a lot of the a lot of the content and i told you about this the other night a lot of the content for 14 is like love letters to prior final fantasies so there's like a whole raid series yeah there's there's a whole raid series based on the continuation of the final fantasy tactics universe so there's characters from that um in the raids um the eden series is a love letter to final fantasy 8 because essentially you're fighting the the guardian force eden uh in the final fantasy 14 universe so a lot of the boss fights will have uh the boss fight music from final fantasy 8 and the zones will have you know the the balam garden theme so um, I'm having a lot of fun with that right now, and I just I can't say enough good things about Final Fantasy XIV and Yoshi P and the the team there. So, you know, like I said, if you like MMOs and you haven't yet for some weird reason, give Final Fantasy XIV a try. I I've, I've got to say to your to your um you know to your point about the FF8 stuff, like I actually did just recently finish it for the first time, and I I mean it might not. Gosh, it might not even be in my top five. Like now that I'm like really ranking stuff in my head, it might not even be in my top five, and it's still like one of my favorite games. It's not uh, your top five. I like if Go we're if hell. we're if we're counting the spinoffs and such. I'm, I like tactics. And we're not. It's the uh, well. Does Final Fantasy what? Tactics count as a spinoff? It's, I guess it does. It, it's it, it kind of straddles. Line. It yeah, kind of straddles right. the line. It's in a weird. It's in a weird spot. But I mean, and I, I it's still. I mean, I I I really it, that left a that left its mark on me for sure. That game and a great soundtrack too. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I, I still play the War of the Lions uh, on iOS. I have it on my iPad mm. and I'll still I'll still play that. And I'll, I'll, I was trying to hunt down a PSP so I could play that. But um, from what people have told me, it's really not kind of worth it, especially mm. if you have like a, you know, a USB controller that you can just hook up to your iPad. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's good stuff. It's it's crazy that you don't think it's a top five. But, uh, you know, hey, Pobody's oh. perfect. <laughs> I'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll I'll you know maybe maybe for next time I'll have a definitive uh, a definitive ranking I feel like it changes every day but um, yeah yeah I mean I'm even surprised they even came out with a remaster for it yeah like, yeah you know it, for the longest time eight was like the the redheaded stepchild of the series because it just it didn't do the numbers that seven did and it was kind of like they did a director change for nine and they kind of wanted to go back to like basics where it's like kind of old fantasy. So, and also, you know, the game, the game system is kind of broken, but you know, that's, that's part of the charm. Right. Right. The, I mean, it's not janky though. It's just no unusual. Like you, you it's kind of like final fantasy two in that like, it's, it's just a different system and you have to, I mean, FF2 is janky though, but, um, yeah, yeah it, it's, it tries something different and it tries it, something different mm-hmm. and it, it unbeknownst to the developers at the time, they didn't know that you could probably break the game like with the junction system, but you know, they're trying to do bold experimental things. So, you know, I kind of, I still kind of give them the benefit of the doubt on that. So guys, if you didn't realize uh, in the title, this is part two of a two-part episode. Um, the episode prior to this, we covered episodes one and two of the Trust and Betrayal um, OVA series for the Ramoni Kenshin uh, Samurai X OVAs. The so if you haven't heard that, I'd suggest going back to that. Uh, if you're one of those people who kind of just goes to the most recent episode of a show, um, if you don't care, then we'll just keep on going. Um, a little housekeeping, though. Uh, Jorge and I were kind of talking, and we kind of figured we might want to try some format changes. Um, we kind of want to step away from the 
single episode review style that we've been doing thus far. Uh, we do feel that we, we kind of cover OVAs well, uh, especially if they're sort of in an overarching story or uh, in a singular story, I should say. Um, so we kind of want to move more towards like a variety of topics. Um, for instance, you know, something like a ninjas in anime or magical girls in anime. And we'll kind of bring things to, uh, to the table, if you will, um, just kind of discussing influences uh, for that genre and maybe the, like a little bit of the history for it. Um, so if you think that sounds good, uh, let us know on uh, Instagram or Twitter at Aging Otakus or just DM us. Um, our DMs are open. You can also send us an email at agingotakus at gmail.com. So just agingotakus at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Um, and we're going to just kind of maybe do a couple episodes with that and see how it feels. And if it, if it feels right and uh, we get a good response to it, we'll kind of just keep on going with that. Um, but, you know, obviously, since this is a two-parter, we're going to finish this off before we kind of make any real changes. So, um, yeah. Um, Jorge, if you want to take over for uh, that and we can just move on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just let us know, and it's um, you know, it's it's all a, a moving target and uh, and kind of just like an evolving thing. I mean, we've been at this for a year now. I I, um, I just realized with um, Ronin Warriors was in August of last year. So oh, our we first had a year? episode. Oh, because yeah. we took so long between these two episodes. <laughs> well, shit. Happy year anniversary. Hey. I'll what's, take you out uh, to Olive Garden. Yeah, what's the what's the gift for a, a year of podcasting? I think it's paper. Uh, it's pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Olive Garden because you know. Uh, yeah. When you're there, your family. What was the, what was the uh, the the big prom date place for you and and when you're and your part of Vegas? Ooh, well, I I was from Boulder City, which like barely counts as Vegas. So you went to that Italian spot down on the Main Street part, the, next to the, the uh, like Milo or is it Milo's? Yeah, but basically, yeah. 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 I got yeah. COVID in Boulder City, I think. Oh, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I the la- the lady who was serving us dinner had one of those mesh masks where she's like, uh, I'm just putting this on for a, like a performative thing. And uh also this woman kind of who was drunk at that like that Milo's bar or Milo's restaurante. Uh she like came up to my girlfriend and she was like, "Hey, are you so-and-so's sister? Because she was drunk. With no mask. And we're just sitting there, like, Oof. terrified. And then three Oof. days later, I got I got COVID. So I, I blame her. And Boulder City, and by extension, you. The math the math adds up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 you know, in 2003, when I was in high school, I set in motion a chain of events to... Yeah, to you set forth your COVID. master plan. It, it was I, Dio... Kono Dio <laughs> So far, uh, now that we've had two months to marinate on on part one of these uh, the two part series, what did you think? Did you kind of make any uh, changes to like watching Kenshin? Like, did you try to go back and watch the series, or did you did you just like banish it from your mind? Um, I it, not neither, but um, it did it did rekindle like a little bit of my interest in, in Kenshin, and I feel like I mean I I think that there's um, with with like the the film that came out this year, it it I've I'm just noticing him more, <laughs> you know, uh, Kenshin Media, um, and uh-huh. I, I think Net- Netflix must know that I have been um, pursuing Kenshin stuff because it keeps trying to shove one of the live action movies in my face. So they knew you um, watched it illegally from kissanime.com. Oh, they they are they know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. they're trying to trying to guilt me. Um which I don't understand they're getting money either way. But um <laughs> yeah, no yeah, I I I think um I I'm I'm open to 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 watching it down the line, but I mean, you know me, I'm more of a sci-fi um right mecha mecha guy, so I really have to be in a mood for um the more like historical sort of things, which you know what you know what anime I've been wanting to watch? Uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Oh, I've heard so many good. I, like it's kind of intimidating, but I yeah I really want to try. But that I hear sometime. a lot of good things. Yeah, so I I, I kind of want to maybe like start watching that. But um, that's a yeah, that's a project been... even for enjoyment. For sure. That's a project. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't been watching a lot of anime lately, so you know I'm kind of eager to kind of get back into it and start being part of the conversation again. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 
bring up a lot of old uh, arguments again with our uh, <laughs> all the all the old anime we'll be watching. Cool. Uh, so you want to br- go back into the episode then? Yeah, let's do it. I made a really gross Aperol spritz. <laughs> it's very flat. So starting with episode three of this four-part OVA series, uh, we open uh, Kenshin, where we last lo- left off. Uh, Tomoe and Kenshin had kind of gone into hiding. Uh, they are in a rural part of Japan, um, outside of any kind of major city, posing as a married couple. And we don't, I don't think we get an actual time frame, do we? Like, it's just sort of, it just sort of goes. Yeah, they, it's some time, but like, they don't, they don't specify, but it, but some time has passed from, um, yeah. a significant amount of time has passed since they were in Kyoto and since they were, um, you know, rushed out of town. Yeah, because I, I know towards the end of it, it kind of moves towards winter. So, I mean, at least, you know, at least a number of months have, have kind of taken place. Uh, we open on rural life. Kenshin's uh, chopping some firewood. And uh, with each chop, he sort of gets a, a flash of him, like, cutting through somebody. Um, just to kind of remind you that, you know, this is still affecting him greatly. Because uh, we kind of, over the last previous episodes, Kenshin's sort of having, like, a crisis of faith at the moment. You know, he's kind of not sure if what he's doing is right. You know, because at first his master told him, like, don't do this. And, you know, he went ahead and did it. So, you know, despite that, he's still just trying to, like, live his life day to day. You know, they just, him and Tomoe are doing kind of, like, everyday things. Like, they're going to the shrines. They're walking through the countryside. And, you know, you kind of, um, you kind of get a feel that they're sort of kind of growing closer. Even though I think what the uh, the series does is they kind of do a lot of spacing with the, the shots. That they're still kind of... Um, there's still like a kind of a distance between the two of them. Yeah, it's it's really um, something I've I've appreciate in this is that they um, they they have very like solitary activities, even though they're for the most part until they they start going into town, they have really solitary activities in their like little homestead. You know, they're playing this part, and that's that's all it is. There's no real kind of connection between the two of them at this point. There's like a discomfort for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you know, there's while they're trying to figure out what to do. On this little plant, this uh, homestead they've got, uh, Kenshin, you know, figures, he's like, hey, well, I can maybe start farming because I, I did that as a kid. But, you know, we kind of still see that, you know, towards the end of the days, like, Kenshin still sleeps like he's an assassin. Um, you know, very guarded, you know, with his sword up. And Tomoe still is like, what we, we see Tomoe doing, she start, she's like writing every night. She's sort of like writing... And it, it's, I was kind of like, at first, when I first watched it, I was like, does Kenshin know that she's writing? Is it, is that even a big deal? It kind of seems like she's waiting till he falls asleep to do it. But I mean, I, I would figure Kenshin would kind of, kind of, you know, be wise to that eventually. Yeah. Just kind of catch on or, or notice. Right. Hey, like never going to bed at this time or whatever. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, so as they're kind of going, uh, the first real uh, plot point happens when uh, uh, Izuka shows up and he kind of updates Kenshin on the fact that uh, the Shogunates kind of kind of got them uh, as the uh, the rebels on the on the ropes. And the Katsura, who is the, the leader of their faction, has gone into hiding. You know, while uh, Izuka is sort of checking on them, he, he drops off some supplies for them and he tells Kenshin that, you know, hey, I've got a bunch of medicine for you to kind of sell as a, um, you know, as part of your cover to be a, like a medicine, a mediciner. He called like him a, something weird in the dub. A, apothecary. Not a, well, yeah, he called him, I mean, yeah, he's a, an apothecary, but like, like, a, I don't know, he called him a mediciner or something like that. It was really weird. It was a weird dub or sub. I like it. Mediciner. Spring Mediciner. Back. You know, I watched this on some really shitty website. Who knows what kind of uh, checking they did on Medis- this on this sub? Mediciner, hardly even know her. Uh, that's terrible. Get the hell out of here! Um, All right, easy Rickles. You know, they're kind of going into town now daily because you know he needs to have a sort of profession so people don't get kind of suspicious about the two of them. Um, so eventually, Tomoe and Kenshin start going into town every day and selling medicine, and. You know, they, 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 there's a moment where Kenshin like notices, like she didn't bring her knife with her and she's like, well, you know, I don't, I'm the wife of a, an apothecary. I don't need to have, I don't need to be armed. 
and I think that's sort of like the moment where she's sort of falling into the 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 routine and the kind of the, they start getting a little bit closer. You know, it it's it's a nice little moment and it kind of just keeps it sort of this is a very slow burning episode. And um I don't think a lot happens in it, but this is it's more like world building and backstory. And even though it's still slow paced, like you do sort of see uh Tomoe kind of warming up to Kenshin and Kenshin, you know, vice versa. And there's like little tidbits where she's like she'll say things at like dinner or she'll talk about, you know, radishes and he'll you know, he'll kind of take that sort of husband role and you can see that she's she's into it and so is he. So Yeah, it's like when they stop playing the part and they're really like falling into it versus just acting it out. Right. Um so yeah, even even like later and one of the scenes, like Tomoe's like really distraught that like the, the plants are not doing well. And she's like, and you know, Kenshin's like, oh, it's it's fine. We just got too much rain. But Tomoe's like, you know, she's like, hey, we worked so hard for this, and it's like, you know, us. It's our, it's our kind of our thing together. Um, Izuka shows up again, um, and it's sort of like a weird moment where Tomoe, you can tell that Tomoe doesn't like him, or she's like uncomfortable about around him. And at first, you don't know why. Um, she and she refers to him as like that man, right? Is I mean he has to be fair. He has big creep energy from. He is kind the of start. a creep, yeah. He's he's definitely like a kind of a a roguish kind of character. Um, yeah, definitely a schemer. And, yeah, definitely a schemer. And of course, like Tomoe is very like demure. So, you know, I it's kind of weird. Like she says maybe like ten things this whole episode. Um, but one of the things that they kind of hit on towards the end of the episode is like. Tomoe says Kenshin never asks about her family or anything else. Um, Cause it's, I think at this point she's sort of yearning for a kind of a connection there. Um, but yeah, Kenshin's just very like, it really wouldn't matter because, you know, memory is just, it doesn't really matter because the world is really shitty and it wouldn't matter because of the situation that they're currently in. So there's really no point to ask about your family when we're kind of like on the lam, you know? And considering like what happened to his family and like how little, I mean, obviously they do factor into like what he became, like the fact that he didn't really Mm -hmm. have a traditional family and, you know, he got captured so young, but um, the, you know, seeing how they figured into like what he would ultimately become and how like not important that is to him. Obviously, mm-hmm. they need to have that, that kind of and I think, uh, the attitude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think he also just he doesn't ask her about it because he's like super guilty about like he even though he doesn't know that he's the guy who killed her fiance, he's like, well, you can't be around your family because of me and the situation I put you in. So I don't really want to ask you about it because I feel guilty. Um, and she kind of mentions that you know he's really too kind when he's not killing people. So. I think it's like he just didn't realize that she's like, hey, well, I just want to talk to you, you know? Just another clueless around women protagonist. I mean, yeah, but this is because, you know, not because he's a dork, but he's just like he's a broken killing machine. <laughs> he only knows how to kill. Mm-hmm. At the end of the episode, we see that um, Izuka is talking to somebody, and he's talking about Kenshin, and he's talking about... Oh, someone's burning out in my Damn. front yard. I heard that. You hear that? Yeah, yeah. They're, doing, they're doing donuts. Welcome to downtown Las Vegas. Yeah, so Azuka is talking to somebody who we don't really see, and we find out that it's they're talking about Kenshin, and it seems like this whole thing is supposed to be to wearing him down. Because like, Azuka mentions it before when he's visiting Kenshin, and he's like, hey, I hope your skills don't get weathered while you're kind of just acting the farmer part. And... um we see that somebody is trying to listen in on this conversation that Azuka is having and they get attacked by ninjas off screen and killed. And we kind of come to understand that, you know, Azuka is planning to, to kill Kenshin. And so, um, Izuka sends, uh, Inishi, who's, uh, Tomo's brother, who we, we saw in episode two, if I'm not mistaken, toward the end. Yeah, um, I think it's like slightly hinted at him. Like, you know, there's never real, not a real introduction. Mm-hmm. It was like during during all the ruckus, like we see him, but we don't, we're not really introduced. Um, 
so he um, he sent off to um, the you know Kenshin and, and, and Tomoe's household, uh, and he knows who Kenshin is. He knows what Kenshin did. Uh, he's he has that info. He's connected those dots, mm-hmm. um, and so um, he 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 basically like his mission is like I'm gonna bring back uh, Tomoe uh, to the shogunate and I'm gonna make uh, Kenshin pay, and so. Um, when uh, when he arrives, uh, Tomoe actually like asks him to to um, to leave and like go and and take care of their father and kind of just like ignore that they're in hiding and that, that there's this whole like secret situation um, going on and just put the family and their father above all else. Um, but Inishi's just too uh, just too driven by by revenge and like just can't stand leaving Kenshin alive and like his. It- <laughs> And how does Kenshin not hear this? Because they're they're he's yelling like we're gonna make this guy pay, <laughs> and he's like outside. He's just very focused on those uh, radishes. That, uh, yeah, but the, that I think Tomo is like, guy. hey, get out of here because if Kenshin finds this out, he's gonna kill you, and he will not have a problem with it. Right, you're a loose end, like GTFO. Yeah. And so, um, so he does get um, sent off by by Tomoe, but um, he. Um, he basically just, he's just kind of like, he's just weird. He's just ominous about like, you know, I'm gonna, this, this can't be stopped. Like the, the motions are in place. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Um, so, so a bit later, like Kenshin, um, he's, he's kind of like going through this internal thing about like how he, how he thought he, by being an assassin, like he'd create peace by cutting down like the people who create injustice and, Mm -hmm it's only now that he's like living the farm life and, and like he's living in harmony with the earth and like growing and nurturing things that he's, he's actually finally found peace. Um, and as he's, you know, like, like he's opening up, Tomoe is opening up. She starts talking about her family, that her father works for the Shogunate. Her mother died giving birth to Inishi. And so like she, she had to raise Inishi. So she's, you know, she's, the sister but like the mother as well um so it was like a really it's like chinatown he's like you're my sister and my mother it's chinatown jake (laughs) and yeah so it was a hard life it was a hard life for them she's uh you know she she shares and so um she in all this opening up uh, she finally reaches the topic of her previous engagement and and you know that massive life altering tragedy and um Kenshin kind of knows what he did he this is where where the everything connects right yeah she tells she tells Kenshin that my my husband or my fiance died so Kenshin puts it together in his head but she doesn't tell Kenshin that she knows that he killed her him that as well right right and so like neither like he Kenshin says nothing she doesn't bring that part of it up and so there's this kind of like this this is just hanging in the air um Mm -hmm. and so you know again another like ambiguous um like time passes and um they're you know it's winter and they're they're coming back home from the village from selling their wares and tomoe uh, collapses and uh as as kenshin offers his hand like he he verbalizes like you know i have to like protect my wife you know basically and which i think is like the first time it it, it, it's like an authentic you know it's not just like an act in that regard but he's like no i'm protect you know i'm protecting you i'm protecting my wife um yeah at least the first like build um to that so you know kind of a kind of a good little moment and that's that's kind of where they like really just like fall in love with each other and and um she gets over her need for revenge and like he's changed Mm-hmm. and uh she she you know in her mind like she goes over the irony of like the man that like killed her her love is also like the one who made her able to to feel love again and mm-hmm. she can't really bring this up so she can only write this in that book that she's keeping and right. you know both wearing white very like come on guys obviously um they very they just, pure like, pure as the driven snow yes truly Truly, they embrace each other, <laughs> and um, and then they start bumping uglies, <laughs> and then uh, 
And then Kenshin just starts talking about how, like, you know, she's she's changed him. He's he's a different guy now. Um, and um, you know, he's not ready to give up the sword because I mean, you know, like who who likes to give up their hobbies when they're uh, right? Of course, you should never yeah. give up your hobbies when you're in a relationship. You need to maintain yeah. the semblance of who you are as an individual. Yeah, you know, whether it's Call of Duty or painting miniatures or killing enemies, like you know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't give up that shit. Now, did you notice about this episode, or these two episodes, there are these weird little, like, artistic flourishes that happen, where it's like, uh, they'll, they'll cut to, like, real fire, or, like, yeah. real water. They'll kind of, like, they'll, they'll, they'll mix the media a little bit. There's, like, an overlay. There's, like, a, yeah, there's, like, a blending. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, glad, I like, I thought that, that was up. nice. Yeah, yeah, they do that a couple times. They do it with, like, water, uh, the fire that's in the house, and then I think they do it again with, like, um just like the forest in general like they cut to like a real forest yeah no it's, it's really very, interesting it's a very interesting effect um, yeah because yeah. it, it doesn't like it doesn't look blatantly fake like it, it's like oh that could just be really good cg but it's like also like 1999 so mm-hmm. it was it was actually like you know done with uh, an actual camera so it was just it was nice to see it was like a nice little i think it was sort of like oh we've got a little bit of extra budget let's throw this in and so uh you know, it's a nice little touch there that kind of just adds to the quality of the actual the whole of this uh of this series. It's a little like um you know like let's have fun with uh with this creatively. Yeah. So yeah, as they're as they're they're having this discussion about how how he's changed and and he finally asked Tomoe to marry him and um she she has this like train of thought of like you know re- reiterating the fact that the the man that killed her her love like now is her love like you you um i think the quote was like you you destroyed my only happiness but uh but now you've given me a new hope mm-hmm. um and i wish to save your life and mine as well like very um she's very dedicated to this new potential life they can have together uh, yeah and then she just like chapter leaves. right right yeah and so she um and and izuka arrives and like declares that she's the traitor to uh, to Kenshin and tells Kenshin to read the diary that she's been keeping throughout this. And as um, as this all happens, he uh, Kenshin's wound, which if you remember from last episode, it flares up every time and starts bleeding every time something um, like what well, every time something regarding the that assassination comes up again. Anytime it's, it's relevant for the plot. Anytime it's relevant for the plot. Yeah. Yeah. There's very soft rules for this, but you know, any anytime something comes up, and so his wound just starts like gushing again, and he drops the diary in shock, and Izuka just gives his like filthy ass asshole smile, a real a real Cheshire smile, just jerk ass, and yeah, um, and that's where that's where the episode ends, right? Yeah, we close there. Uh, yeah. Slow episode, like like you were saying, definitely. Yeah, uh, of not a lot happens i mean that it definitely ramps up now though it's it's action time it's climax time yes Uh, um yeah so that that moves us right into episode uh four really with no kind of like other it the no interruption it's it's literally just kenshin now just walking to this uh this cabin that azuka has told him that tomoe and her comrades are in and Kenshin's losing it. Like uh, he's, you know, his his wound is bleeding very badly. It's kind of just all over him. Uh, he's kind of in a daze. You know, his head's obviously not in the right place, and that's kind of just that's by design. That's kind of what the the ninja have kind of intended. Um. So we, as he's walking, we cut to Tomoe, who's kind of going uh, to that actual to that actual cabin, and it's just really kind of a somber moment for both of them. And it's kind of like, it's sort of like a cinematic parallel because she's walking there, he's walking there. They're both kind of going in the same direction. Um, Izuka is just trying to get out of, he's trying to get out of Dodge now. He's like, all right, plans in motion. I need to get out of Japan. Um, And then he says like, you know, see you later, Kenshin, pretty much. Um, Kenshin on the trail is... You know, his senses are really dulled. Uh, he's kind of swinging at just, like, falling snow. Um, you know, not really aware of his surroundings. Not good, folks. 
No. And so we kind of just see that, like, you know, he's like, this is not going well for Kenshin at the moment. Um, so what was the, what's the big ninja's name? His name, Tats, Tatsumi, Tatsui? The, the, Tatsumi is the, um, yeah, the big guy, like the, 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 the honcho, like the head guy. Yeah, the guy with the, the, yeah. the gauntlets. Yes. Um, yeah, she's, she goes to meet with Tatsumi and she's like, hey, you know, don't, don't go after Kenshin, like, it's not worth it. And, you know, the, the, it's revealed that Tomoe was part of the plan originally. She said, like, it, how did it go? It's, she originally wrote to, uh, Tatsumi, like, to be like, hey, I know that this guy is the Batosai, and I know that he killed my fiance. And so, like, realistically, like, Tomoe did kind of set this into motion. Like, she is sort of the traitor. Um, and, you know, Tatsumi kind of tells her, like, yeah, it's it's part of our, our duty as, like, members of the Shogunate to kind of portray the, the order as it currently is. And you're part of that as well. And it's not our fault that you fell in love with this guy you were not supposed to fall in love with. Um, yeah. He says some, rule, yeah. Rule number one of leading to someone's downfall is maybe don't fall in love with them. You never get high on your own supply. That's, <laughs> that's rule number two. Tatsumi, you know, she tries to stop Tatsumi by force. Um, you know, this, this guy's a, a trained ninja, so she really doesn't put up much of a fight. Um, he kind of taunts her for being like allowing herself to fall in love with the enemy. You know, she should, she should rightfully hate, you know, Kenshin. And it's very foolish of her uh, to do this. Um, and she tries to like bite her own tongue off as well. And he's just like, no, I'm not gonna let you kill yourself. Like this is, this is the plan. We have to do this. Yeah. Like he he Um, uses her, like, I mean, his words, you know, like her weakness, um, uh, against her, like, like, like just constantly, um, like reiterating that point of like, she was, she was the only one like foolish enough to fall in love with her own target who she should rightfully hate. It's a very yeah. um he's yeah. He's 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 um he's not a good guy. <laughs> he's he's a not a twenty first century man, I'll I'll no, say that. No, no. So back on the trail we see that Kenshin has kind of run into his first uh his first assassin. It's a guy who kind of gets the jump on him from the trees, I believe. Like that's the or that, that's the claw guy. Um this guy's the guy that eats snow. So he kind of eats yes. snow to kind of keep himself from kind of uh, revealing his, his location. And, you know, he... Which he's he not fighting up, the predator. Why is he Why is he eating snow? Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to clip in the, the, the clip of Dutch saying, like, do it, kill me. You <laughs> it know, did look so cool, guy, though. It does. He does look cool. He, um, he gets a... You know, he does pretty well against Kenshin, but, you know, Kenshin, despite the fact that He's not in the best place mentally right now. He still gets the upper hand. Um, when the what we start to see is that all these assassins, once they kind of lose, they uh, they set off these hidden explosions. Which um, afterwards we see that like it's blown out Kenshin's eardrum and Kenshin's like losing blood. And you know it's sort of it's like, it's like a boss gauntlet right now for Kenshin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty brutal. Like th- like this this episode after the calm of last episode. Like this is yeah. a brutal series of of events for for Tomo and Kenshin. Yeah, and I remember watching this when I was like you know thirteen. I was like, man, like I don't know. Like I remember being like, I don't know how this guy's gonna make it out because I you know I believed I was like, man, th- these guys are really just fucking this dude up. And you really just you know for the first half of the series, he kind of has this allure of like invincibility. And it's kind of gone now at this point, and it's like you do kind of worry about the main character. I think they do a yeah. really good job of doing that, dude. And if you don't know, this is like an origin story, especially you know, like if when 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 this first came out or whatever, like mm-hmm. you you could reasonably just figure this is going to have a really sad ending, which I mean it does, but not not to not to the implication of like how much he's getting his ass kicked right now, but definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, one guy's down, um, and we kind of cut back to... Because it, 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 it's jumping between these these scenes of Kenshin fighting, as well as Tomoe, um, you know, talking and trying to plead with, uh, with What's-His-Face to not kill Kenshin. Um, and 
he, you know, he's kind of like, he's kind of berating her a little bit. And he's telling her like, you know, assassins are needed to right wrongs. And, you know, they're sort of enforcers for society. And it prevents men from being as bad as they could be. And, you know, he's kind of making an argument for cops. That's kind of what, what the situation is. And, you know. Yeah. He, he's definitely appealing to some fashy tendencies, for sure. Yeah. he's. I mean, he works for the Shogunate. So it's like, yeah. It's, it's like a warlord, essentially. So as Kenshin's kind of making his way up, he kind of meets the next two people on his uh, on his list of people to fight. And we get one big axe guy who kind of reminds me of... Uh, what's that guy's name from Soul Calibur that had a big axe? That had the bear? Oh, not oh the bear. Rock. The bears. Rock, that's right. Rock. Oh, Rock yeah, is he's awesome. Got, yeah, he's, got just a, he's just a you know a ninja who blends into his surroundings but also carries an eight-foot axe. Just, you know, anime things. Um, and as they're fighting, um, Kenshin's kind of blocking this guy's attacks, but he's also attacked from above by, like, a claw ninja. And they, they kind of fuck him up real bad. It's, um, you know, he gets slashed across the back and his shoulders. Um, but, you know, thankfully, as the two of the, the ninjas are attacking him, he simultaneously counters them both by stabbing one in the hand and the axe guy through the throat. And... That was a really badass uh, sequence. Yeah, it was. Um, it's a, a lot of like fast cuts were happening, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, it's, a, it's a, it, it was that the scene where they they kind of it's like it's cutting between like the top that he always plays with and the forest and Tomoe and all that. Yep. Yep. And, and then he and he does the like dual bladed um, kind of like motion. Like it's it, it's a really. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a really, like, cool little, like, trademark shot, I think, for this uh, yeah. OVA. And, and you know, like and, and like we said with the last guy, this, the axe guy, while he's, like, with his last breath, he pulls out an explosion. And you see it, like, it's graphic. Like, it, he, you see him, like, disintegrate. And Kenshin just takes the full brunt of, like, this explosion, you know, kind of gets up and keeps walking. Um, yeah, you... It, you don't it's it's a real gauntlet i don't know how kenshin would have made it out but um it's it's a fantastic fight scene yeah and from from that he uh you know he's all bloodied battered um beaten and uh he struggles to kind of like continue his his um advance uh he's even using his blade as a as kind of like a support as like a walking stick um and as he's going through this uh through this journey still like he he gets a like bunch of like visions of his past as he's passing through like this trail of corpses yeah um the like blood red petals kind of like falling on him like he's he's definitely like tripping out on his own trauma which yeah i like, mean that whole... had to hit a boiling point right yeah like it, and when you say like you know a trail of corpses like literally the ground is nothing but like dead people face down with like roses or like not roses but flowers on them like kind of funeral flowers right yeah it's really it's really haunting um and um you know he he powers through his trauma he powers through this the present and past trauma um Mm -hmm. and he arrives he doesn't need therapy he's you know men will literally men will literally travel a a path of corpses (laughs) rather than go to therapy men will destroy upwards of three ninjas rather than go to therapy oh too online um <laughs> we are too online that's true and so he he shows up to where tomoe is being held by uh by tatsumi and um from where uh, tatsumi says like he's gonna he's gonna make up for the uh for all the people that he couldn't stop from dying uh at kenshin's hand and he'll finally uh end end this rebellion once and for all <laughs> and um and so he just straight up gets like hit in the face by Tatsumi's uh, by got Tatsumi. hands dude yeah 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 and 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 like I mean you've got a you've got a assassin with a sword and a dude with just like gauntlets basically like just kicking his ass well um, and to be fair though I'm sure if Kenshin had not been exposed to two explosions and three ninjas yeah he probably would have killed Tatsumi pretty easily I do well I think I think it's a little bit of both. I do think Tatsumi is I mean he's an upside down triangle of a man like That's true. he he's definitely imposing. Um and so uh 
you know, all, all this is going on. Like Tatsumi's beating the, the shit out of Kenshin and, you know, blocking with his, with his bracers and all that while Tomoe is um, going through her own traumatic uh, visions of her fiance. Like he's just all bloodied and holding out flour to her. And it's, you know, like not, not, not great. Not great. Yeah, haunted by the, haunted by the ghosts of her past. And uh, at this point, um, Kenshin is, uh, He's beaten. He's half blind. He's like covered in blood. He's got a uh, what, what we call in the in, in wrestling. He's got the uh, red mask uh, going on. And um, do you think Tatsumi would have get, would have gotten him with a pizza cutter just... <laughs> while a uh, Domino's commercial aired? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, Kenshin cries out like just out of out of sheer desperation. Like he's you know like like I said he's like half blind. Um, he uh, he just cries out and um, he he like admit you know like this is the first time he vocalizes what he did to um, yeah. to Tomoe and um, and 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 says that he's been you know he's like not worthy of, of her and he's, he's just an unworthy person and if um, if it weren't for him having having to live the life that he lived with like, like living by the sword um, which famously never ends well. Uh, he'd he'd have uh, he'd have been so happy living a life with uh, Tomoe and and uh, just the way that they were and so he has he even like flashes back to that that scene I think it was the first episode where where all all his uh, the the graves of like his you know family adopted family kind his of adopted family yeah yeah um so this is this is just like a you know massive wave of of, of emotions like over uh, rushing over him um. And ultimately, like this, this kind of propels him to um, forward, and um, and 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 gives him the the strength and the means to just slice through Tatsumi, you know, cutting him in half. But fortunately, Tomoe was in the way, attacking as well. And so, and then this was an, an this is like an odd little, and apparently it's a change from the manga as well. Oh, okay, but. This is where like Tomoe gives Kenshin the rest of of his cross scar, the X, the famous X he has on his face, as she um, asks him for for forgiveness. And Anishi's just there, and he's catatonic. He's like processing and, and like struggling at this. I mean, well, yeah, he just obviously. saw this guy that he hated cut his sister in half, kind like, of. So like further get his way, like the guy I was gonna kill and get revenge on just gave me another right. reason for revenge. And so we, you know, we, we, we cut forward. We, uh, we, we, we see Kenshin carrying Tomoe's body back to their home and gives her a nice, uh, eulogy and, and all the things that she basically did to kind of salvage his humanity, um, mm-hmm. would be a good way to put it. Um, I, uh, I, he swears to, to kind of like atone for all the, the hell that he put her through and, bids her farewell and um, just you know approaches that that growth that he he has uh, he has made thanks to her uh, to her kindness um, and meanwhile in uh, kind of just like in a dark you know presumably Kyoto alleyway we, uh, we see Izuka and he gets just totally murked by uh, by one of the another assassin so um, you know it it, it it crime does not pay. Or, you know. I, I don't know if that was a if that that new assassin is a character from the anime that they because he's kind of all in shadow and he kind of I think it's like kind of alluding to that it's somebody else. Did you know if that was anybody? I I all I could see was that it was an assassin. Uh, in, right. In in looking at so I don't I, if it is an a, an allusion to a character later maybe um, maybe it's something I, I missed or that other um, you know other summarizers and and such have missed. But um, mm-hmm. but I mean it, it was a pretty. Um, pretty fitting fate for for a guy who just pretty much lived in the shadows and and just you know whispered words and such mm-hmm. um and so um you know we, we, we see katsura like he informs kenshin you know their 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 work is done with uh with izuka and apologizes for putting tomoe in this situation in the first place for asking her to be his sheath and like setting all these motion uh, all these events in motion um, and from there, Kenshin promises he's going to he's going to help them. He's, they're going to make the shogunate pay. They're going to you know overturn this thing, 
and um, they're going to pay for what Tomoe had to go through because of all the events that they put into motion in the first place. Mm-hmm. And this is where Kenshin becomes the Kenshin we know, or he's about to. Yeah, um, I kind of had a problem with that because it's like, it's like, I, it, it, it's not a, a situation where he's like, I'll never kill again. He's like, I'll kill for a while. <laughs> let me let me get and a few then, more in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when we're done, um, then I'll be done. Yeah. Yeah, so basically that. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna, I'm never gonna assassinate again after after this. But to be fair, the scenes they do show, you know, they 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 flash forward. Um they seem more like war than assassins like assassinations, assassinations yeah which i mean depending on where you where you lie with that distinction mm-hmm. you, you you can make an argument for there's a distinction there oh, um yeah. and so um he you know we see you know we see the, the their old country home becomes a uh basically a funeral pyre for the for tomoe and their old life and um in the city, we see Kenshin go through some some battles with the Shinsengumi, and um, he goes into battle with uh, a couple of characters that I, I I'm thinking become important in the yeah. Uh, That's uh the younger guy is uh Okita, and um the older guy is um it's Saito uh, Hajime Saito who is Saito. Uh, yeah that's 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 Kenshin's sort of like uh he becomes a cop in the series, but he's still like trying to hunt down Kenshin they become rivals right right and they, they, they get there they get a little a little bit of focus there and I do remember the the younger fellow um he he had a little bit of focus in episode two mm-hmm. uh toward the end as well when everything was kind of going to shit um but yeah we see we see some cuts of like other other moments you know Kenshin in battle and um you know he, he's resting in the forest and like Tomo's spirit is uh is like comforting him and um it it kind of closes on this um this i mean it's not really like a flashback but it's like kenshin's like original the original um the master yeah at the at the graves and he just sees you know we we see the graves and tomo's scarf is on one of them and it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like fluttering in the wind there and um and yeah that's where we we end it the master is probably like man i can't believe i spent 10 years training this guy and it went nowhere for me (laughs) But also, um, when that, that scene where it's, like, Kenshin's kind of, like, sitting solitary, uh, and Tomoe kind of, like, hugs him, you know, that's kind of, like, imagery of, like, she's still sheathing him. Like, she's, like, right. she's like ra- surrounding him like a, a sheath would do a sword. Right, So, right. yeah, I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a really, um, you know, it's a, it's a short moment um, amongst a bunch of, like, battles and, and, and stuff, but it is... Uh... It is really nice, yeah. Um, and yeah, so what? Um, those are those are our, our, our episodes, and that kind of closes out the um, the OVA um, for us. Um, overall thoughts? What did you um, What you think? Um, I mean, look, I I I understand it for what it is. I think it's it's I think it's a production IG um, project. I mean, it's it's a gorgeous anime. It's absolutely. Uh, especially especially episode four like you definitely see that they kind of bumped up the budget a little bit for that last episode um you know i think it's a it's a great sort of historical drama um that being said it's it's kind of slow um there's kind of light on, it's it's light on dialogue um and that's not a bad thing i mean i like i like 2001 a space odyssey and nobody talks in that for like half an hour um but you know that being said, like it, it's not as bad as like the Arcadia of my youth episode, um, but it is definitely like a slow burn. Um, yes, it was but, only you know, a quarter of what we of the material of this, so I feel right. I feel like it was skirting on being too much, but it didn't get there. But it also built like the world a little bit too. So I'm not yes. I'm not kind of I'm not taking I'm not using that as a way to kind of take away from it. Um, I'm just saying, you know, with these two episodes we covered, it was a little, it was a little slow. But that's, you know, as a whole, it's. I think it was fine. Um, episode four is a banger. It's, you know, it's got everything. It's, it's got, you know, you're crying, you're, you're, you're watching fun ninjas fight samurai. It's kind of everything you want in an in a, um, 
feudal era anime. It's all the greatest hits. Yeah, all it it's swinging for the fences and it's it's knocking them out of the park for the most part. Um, what did you think? Um, you know, same honestly. Um, same. I I did I did appreciate the the slower nature of that of the third episode. Um, and it it did, it gave the series a little bit of room to breathe. I thought and to to kind of like bring us into like the inner, um, the inner selves of uh, of Kenshin and Tomoe, um, while seeing that like there's no rest for them from kind of this like shadowy corrupt awful world that's all around them mm-hmm. even while they're they're trying to have something pure or while something nice and pure is developing out of something that's out of necessity out of mm-hmm. you know out of like we're, we're in hiding but wait there's like even even love can like bloom in bloom this situation <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that it's um, your fucking joke <laughs> I baited, I baited you without even knowing it. Um, you baited. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and and you know, likewise, episode four, the fights, the it was it was it was awesome. It was awesome. We got to see the birth of Kenshin as as we know him, you know, during the main story. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, the animation was gorgeous. The 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 fights were very creative, very inventive, and um, yeah, overall, I I. I I had a good time. I'm glad we, you know, I'm glad we, we chose this in particular. Every time we choose right. something that's not one of my like standbys, I'm 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 glad, but like I'm especially glad with uh, with this one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that going right into our next segment, um, Jorge, as you know, on Aging Otaku's, we do a five body pillow rating system for anything we cover during a week. Um, so on a rating of one to five Tatsumi body pillows. What would you give uh, episodes three and four of Roroni Kenshin: Trust and Betrayal? So co- collectively for these two, I gotta give it a, a four. I would say I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, four, uh, four body pillow. Okay, it's 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 good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, okay, so let's do this. Okay, so I, I I'm with you. I give it a four as well. What do you give the series as a whole? Because I think I'm giving it a five. I I think I'm with you. I think um, looking at the whole series, um, you know, it's 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 hard to fault it very yeah. you know very much, um, and, and especially for the era. Like I, I think it's mm-hmm. a it's a great piece of animation. Yeah. Um, I I think yeah I'm gonna have to to join you there on the on the five. So okay, so I think what what's the only other five star rating? I gave Fatal Fury a five. I think. I th- Think. We've and had... then you gave you gave one of your animes a five. Yeah, I gave Gao Gai Gar a five. Gao Gai Gar, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean uh, we're, we're, Terry Bogard yeah. and that Gao Gai Gar guy. That's uh that's that's good company to keep yeah. with uh, Rurouni Kenshin. I mean, um, I think yeah, I, I I think the only thing that somebody would have a problem with this is like not knowing what to expect with this. And expecting like a, a high octane like you know blood the last vampire kind of anime, when you need to kind of go into this realizing like this is a sort of this is sort of a historical romantic drama. Yes. And that and that if that's what you're expecting, it knocks it out of the park. It is. It looks phenomenal. The music is great. The character development is there. Um. You know, I think I have a problem with really kind of like timid characters, but that's sort of characters that are coming from a very kind of um, structured society. So I can't really be the one to kind of judge it on that merit. And um, and I mean, you know, like talk like Tomoe, like she she's she's not flat and timid. Like her, she, she's a product of her society. She's a product of her right. circumstance, and like exactly. she has a really strong inner being a strong inner character throughout this too which i i appreciate a lot yeah definitely um so yeah i mean that's that's been our episode that's the end of our two-part episode of the veroni kenshin samurai x ovas um an end of our first season (laughs) yeah if we could call it that yeah maybe that's because we transition over we're going to aging otaku's stars or aging otaku's gt i don't know we gotta aging otaku's r Ooh, I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's our episode. 
I hope you guys enjoyed it. I think Jorge and I, um, you know, we kind of spaced it out a little bit, and that's sort of just life getting in the way of things. But, um, you know, we, we love doing the show, and we love making these episodes for you guys. So, you know, if you have any kind of input for us based on this anime or um, our proposed changes for <clears throat> Season 2, um, you know, let us know. You, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AgingOtakus. Um, if you'd like to send us some mail, we have a Gmail account. That's AgingOtakus at gmail.com. And um, just like, you know, let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any kind of recommendations um, or give us a, uh, a review on iTunes. Um, Jorge, where can they find you? You can find me at List of Heckles on Twitter. Um, and I'm usually tweeting existential despair and um, pizza cutters being used on live wrestling TV. So, you know, both, best of both worlds. Okay, cool, cool. Um, you can find me at Chambray underscore Poppy. Um, usually I'm living existential despair. Um, but other than that, you know, I haven't really been posting a lot kind of taking a break away from us social media i think but um life is a hard life yeah shit posting is hard work and you know sometimes you got to step away um but yeah if you like i said like you want to follow us on uh the official channels it's at aging otakus on twitter and at aging otakus on instagram where we will post funny things like uh anime tattoos that i get and uh, retro anime aesthetic from Tumblr from 2012. Spoiler um, alert, it's a good tattoo. It's a good tattoo. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, shout outs to Melissa Lotus here uh, in Las Vegas. If you ever want a good uh, a good manga tattoo, uh, I'll put her uh, Instagram account on the show notes. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. That's it for this week. Uh, pretty excited for what we have in store for season two. And uh, Jorge, I'll I'll stay on with you after this and we kind of hash that out. Um, But until then, guys, uh, take it easy. Bye.